Welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for the website cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. Welcome back. Welcome, I guess, to this very special episode of the Constitutionals. Uh, Again, me, host Chad White. I forgot where I was going with this. We have an interview for you today, one of my many storied interviews with uh, a comedian of note. His name is Ahmed Al-Qadari, and I, God, I hope I pronounced that correctly, because otherwise I look like a fool if I didn't. Uh, I talked to him, that doesn't matter when I talked to him, <laughs> it's just, uh, but I talked to him about his new special, special, not special, He's it's a, it's a brand new thing that's coming out. Uh, it's already out. It's already out. Came out on February twenty fourth. It's on YouTube. You can watch it right now. See, this is what happens when I do things way ahead of time. I'm trying to be. I try to be a good business person. I don't make any money. Let's just remember that. I don't make any money from anything that C plus Comedy's ever done. But I'm trying to be a good business person and put things out on time. And here we are. I, I, I full disclosure recorded this weeks ago, and. This has been on my calendar. I got the video ready. I got the I got the, the breakouts for TikTok and Instagram ready. I, I have the I got the press release. I remember everything that we discussed. And yet I'm still woefully unprepared. You know who's not unprepared? Ahmed Al Qadari. Special, not special. Yes, you can watch it right now. He did this mostly on his own. How many people can you say? Put this, put together something so big and went ahead and did it. Not many. Not many. He's a very funny guy. He's Yemeni American. Let's just great. I just like kind of grazed over that for a bit. He's Yemeni American and he talks about things like growing up uh, in his in his home, which is an immigrant home, in Dallas, Texas. He uh, talks about, uh, he, he relates being Yemeni American to uh, Americans the only way we know how, and it's through the TV show Friends. You know Chandler tries to get away from Janice? He goes, I'm going to Yemen. Yemen. And then he's actually in Yemen, I think, for like an episode or something like that. I know at the tag, that in that tag of that, that episode, he's in Yemen. Ahmed, special, not special, is just a way to connect with him. He's uh, been doing comedy for quite some time. He started in 2016. Then he did improv for a little bit. Now he's on his own, doing his thing, telling jokes. You know what's interesting? You can go to his website, uh, Ahmed Loves Bread, but you know what's really interesting, besides the name of that website, is that he likes doing the... uh, um, what is the circuit? Um, the uh, 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 college circuits. Not many people like doing that. But he likes it. And we talk about that for a little bit and why he does. We also talk about who he looks up to. And uh, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't believe it. Again, I don't want to ruin anything. I don't know if I said I don't want to ruin anything in the first place. He looks up to somebody I've interviewed multiple times. It's fantastic. Special Not Special is a, uh, a funny special. You should check it out. I've seen parts. 
I haven't seen the whole thing. I have seen parts. You can also check him out all over the internet. He's a funny guy. You can check him out on Instagram, TikTok, Ahmed Loves Bread, where he puts out a crap ton of, and I hate saying this, but content. In fact, he's the reason why uh, C Plus Comedy's, um, this is no, no joke, he's the reason why C Plus Comedy's TikTok is putting out more videos than ever. Very true. Because I asked him, I, was, I asked him about uh, TikTok stuff, and he was like, boom, bam, bizzles, there you go. And it all works. And he's putting out enough clips for you to understand that his stand-up is something to look at and behold. This intro has gone on long enough. You can, if you want to check this out, you can check out Special Not Special on YouTube.com under Ahmed Al-Qadari. You can also, uh, you know, he's also got some other stuff on YouTube, if I remember correctly. He's got tons of clips of his stand-up, some crowd work stuff. You can follow him on Instagram and on TikTok at Ahmed Loves Bread. You can go to his website, AhmedLovesBread.com, where you can see his tour dates. You can buy stuff from his shop. Do all that good stuff. Again, special, not special, YouTube, free. Watch it. If you want to see a video version of this interview, go to YouTube.com slash C plus comedy. While you're over there, you're already, you're already going to be over there looking at the uh, 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 special. So check out something else that's pretty special. What else is going to be on YouTube.com slash C plus comedy? You can see uh, video versions of this podcast, The Constitutionals, as well as the other podcasts. LinkedIn Logs and Late Night Lately. LinkedIn Logs is the Jobs podcast. And it's like this. It's like the CNBC of the podcast <laughs> of of C plus comedy, and then uh, uh, late night lately, which is the late late show pod, late late show. What was it called? The late late show show podcast. I don't know. Who cares? It's a late night podcast where I talk about late night and all those uh, things about late night, how to write jokes, what it takes to run a late night show, things like that. Those two episodes I've never done. And I probably won't ever do. And uh, you can follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, at C Plus Comedy. And uh, I think that's it. So, you know, uh, I probably should have started this song minutes ago. Because this is a very long transition. But anyway, enjoy. Ahmed Al-Qadari. Bye-bye. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Ahmed. I'm doing well. What about yourself? I'm doing really well. I'm currently in Minneapolis right now. I've been doing some college gigs. So yeah. had a college gig yesterday. I have another college gig tonight. And then Saturday, I'm doing like I rented out like a small little black box theater at an uptown. Yeah. And, you know, just to see if any fans come out. We so far sold 30 tickets. And I'm like pretty happy about it because i'm yeah. like uh, yeah because i haven't even released a special yet so i'm like okay some people some people like me some people like me. i mean look i'll tell you right now that's 30 more tickets than i i've ever sold in my life so there oh you 
Oh, stop. You're too modest. You're too modest. <laughs> how How is the tour? How's the touring going? Like, do you do you like going around and uh, visiting colleges and everything? Because that's a I huge actually, step college circuits for for comedians. Yeah. OK, so I OK. Um, and feel free to throw this. OK, I have a theory why college. I actually like colleges. One, I'm like, I get a little edgy, especially me. I get especially me because uh, like and you're a fellow minority. So like sometimes like if I talk about being brown and it's like I did Wisconsin, duh, yeah. it was white. Like I'm talking yeah. about like Kirkland brand, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, it was like a pretty white school. So I will like address it. So sometimes when I talk about like being Yemeni and then I like go there, you know what I mean? I like talk about certain racial issues. They get white crowds usually like get all weird, yeah. but if you address it, you make fun of it. They like it college gig. But when it comes to like, certain material that i'll go there uh, the things that i'll go there is like racial stuff as well as sometimes like gross stuff like come talk penis jokes yeah. and stuff they don't mind because it's like they're okay with those kind of humor because it's like you know they're they're college kids i mean they fucking thought of everything you know we rem i remember when i was in college so like i genuinely have fun in college uh, campus now last night was a really fun show um some college kids like i've learned uh, with college gigs like they're like half paying attention and you know because they're just they're, you know sitting and watching someone talk yeah and they're not drunk yeah so so it's like it's an activity so i get it but like at the end of the day it's good money mm -hmm. <laughs> you know you're getting pretty good money out of it and you know i and plus, I'm still young and I'm like, you know what, let me just enjoy it while it lasts. Because this will be, I, I look at college kids as like a chapter of my life. Yeah. That So I was like, might as well just have fun. Just have yeah. fun, enjoy and make the best of it. Yeah. But are, are they like, are they excited to see you? Because obviously, you know, you're going to this campus. There's going to be some that don't know you or when, when you come out. Do you feel the difference between somebody uh, at a comedy club who says, I'm potentially going to go see comedy versus this child who goes, <laughs> I guess there's something on campus that I'll go to. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like in, um, what was I going to say? The, 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 what I like about with the difference between the college campuses and the, uh, the, the comedy clubs, the thing is, um, so like comedy clubs, it's like a lot easier, especially like like uh, now, like I'm at this point in my career where like I don't I have I have a following. I don't have yeah. like zero. So it's like when I go to a city, like I'll have people who like came to intentionally see me. But then I'll have another 50 of like people who are just a friend brought them or like they're just here to see a comic and just, you know, check it out. So I, I still give it my all, but I'm still in the comedy club. I'm like 100% myself. Mm -hmm. While the college campuses, I'm more like, I do a lot more crowd work and improv with the colleges. Okay. Like I ask about their school. I do a little bit more crowd work. Uh, with college kids also, like I I have to switch it up with the energy too, because they, some college kids, like, they haven't lived life as much as we adults have. You know right. what I mean? So yeah. there are just certain jokes they just, like, they just don't, I don't know. I just, like, they don't get it, I guess. Uh, I, and, and sometimes, like, as I'm doing my act with a college campus, I'm, like, filtering myself. Because there's still some jokes I still, like, ah, I don't want to just say that joke. Mm -hmm. That would get too, I don't want to say triggered, but, like, I don't want to, like, 
I'd rather just filter myself just to play it safe. You know what I mean? Um, uh, but that is a good question. Also with colleges, it's like, you're, you're just like an event. Does that make sense? Like how many times you, when you were in college, you were just like, Oh, there's this musician. Oh, there's this comedian. So it's like, like there was people who were like, I, I did it in a dining hall last night. So there were people who were listening and then there were people who were just studying or eating lunch and then they look like oh there's a and then they watched and then at one point they like left in the middle of my set nothing too bad like i right. get it like i i so i i'm at this point where i'm like yeah like they're college kids they could leave yeah. however if it's a comedy club and they get up and leave i'm kind of like oh god mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm a bad commission <laughs> they didn't even pay for their check <laughs> <laughs> just leave the two drinks and go yeah yeah they, they gotta get out of here but yeah I love the the visual idea of the what you said about the filter in your head for the for college kids because I mean it goes back to I was watching some of your stand up uh, where you, you you mentioned at the end of uh, uh, one of them you're like I'm from Yemen and yeah. and, and the and the way you open it up to the crowd is you know that place where Chandler said he was gonna <laughs> be stuck run away from Janice I like, that's the easiest way for for you to be able to relate to these or for these people to be able to relate to you rather uh, and. I mean, like, cause that's what you have to do ultimately as a, as a comedian. Like you can tell, you can be the funniest person in the world, but until somebody can relate to you, uh, you know, going back to these kids who haven't lived life, then, then you're not going to be the funniest thing to them at all. Correct. Correct. And also like the reason why, like, that's a great uh, reference. Cause when I say, you know, where Chandler's came from Janice, cause it's like, when I say Yemen nowadays, it's literally now put literally type in Yemen. Hosting rebels back by Iran are seizing Red Sea. Now USA is bombing Yemen. It's like yeah. there is this, this constant like news about Yemen is, you know, it's a great country, but there's always civil war. There's always, yeah. you know, U.S. Right. attacking. So we're a very prideful country, tough country. Uh, we just love conflict. <laughs> but so the best. So when I say the Chandler joke, it really like dumbs it down. It's very um you know uh what's the offsetting or like like a like you think i'm going to talk about what it's mainly what it's mainly known for by talking about friends there is what sucks is sometimes with college campus that specific joke the kids don't get it because they don't understand friends <laughs> like but you have some kids that like watch friends when they were kids you yeah. know or like you know when it was on netflix but right for the most part uh yeah that's why i like to open up with that oh, that's like definitely one of my openers i definitely open about obviously working out my appearance and all that but yeah for sure it do you feel a calling especially being a brown person uh to talk about the family aspect more because i noticed uh, in a lot of the things i in a lot of clips i watched it is about the family and and it just kind of has to be because that's where we are versus a, 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 a white comedian who can literally talk about anything in the world. You know, it's kind of almost expecting at this point that someone of color is going to go, well, my parents, yeah, this is how they fucked me over. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I think like uh, what's funny is my first like year, two years of comedy, I never talked about being from Yemen. Like wow. I thought. I this is because you know when you're you're when you first start out you're thinking no I'm not gonna be a hack I'm not gonna be a hack <laughs> so I was thinking because I was thinking the hacky family jokes you know or like mm -hmm. I was thinking the hacky of my parents oh, no, 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 like like doing the accents right. the, the the certain tropes of certain hack 
uh, hack family material or hack, you know what I mean? Where you just do your mom's accent. Everyone's like, this is the greatest thing. Ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the, but actually what started, what started me, um, what started the fact of like, you know what? I think people are in, more interested in seeing, uh, hearing me talk about my family. Well, one, I'm Yemeni. Like, there's only two other Yemeni American comedians. We're all in a group text, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Ali Sultan and Mike Ishak. So like, so I was like, you know what? I, uh, I think people want to hear my story because other, if I don't talk about being Yemeni, then everyone's just going to think I'm just some gay Indian dude on stage. Mm. So, <laughs> so, so, so like I, I, you know, I talk about being from Yemen and also like I make my stories so personal to the point where that's why they're funny and it's not hacky and they're very original. So like, so I was never talking about, you know, being from Yemen until one day I was with uh, my roommate at the time, Colin. And, and this was when we just moved to LA and this is the story of you heard and you watch the special. Thank you. Uh, when I was like, dude, my mom is concerned that I might be gay because I'm not married yet. And she thought like the opposite of straight was tall. So she kept coming up to me. And she was like, Ahmed, are you done? Are you done? And I didn't catch that gay. And I was like, I, I mean, I, yeah, I'm tall. Like I was getting insecure. I was like, I'm tall. Like I'm 5'11", 6 on a good day, 6 two on Tinder. Like I'm, I'm tall. <laughs> so like my and then like my roommate and her and our one of our friends they were dying laughing and they're like you have to use this on stage mm. and i was like but i'm like doing my mom's accent they're like no 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 this is a like you're no it the, uh, they were like we're white they're like it's not the accent that's making us laugh it's the fact that you know the 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 words the misconception it's language it's it like they 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 were telling me the deeper meaning. Meanwhile, I was just so scared of like coming off as a hack comic or like I wanted originality because like the thing about stand up comedy or comedians in general, like we want to have this prestige. You want to be respected within your comedy community, yes. but also, you know, you want to like you want to crush on stage because like now I'm sure you I'm sure you've interviewed multiple comedians about like what is hack and original and mm -hmm. all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but, you, you, how do you how do you balance um the 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 hack and the original things and and trying not to go into the stereotype of it all because i see i see like you know I, I i try not to watch a lot of comedy uh to not to inform these interviews um but when when i see someone doing something so stereotypical and they're at a level that's bigger than both you and me and i and i th and i think you have to be better than this. How do you how do you balance that walk that line and balance? Oh my this? God, you are my brother. You are Chad. You are preaching to the choir. Seriously, <laughs> like because I I feel that way a lot. Because like I think with originality, um, that's like for for me at least, I try to find that through through person for like my personal. Also, uh, even though I've been doing comedy for a little over almost eight years now, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, almost eight years now. But like, I still go to open mics when I can. Mm -hmm. um, I'm I'm at the clubs all the time. Because sometimes like, I'll write a joke. Like I remember years ago, I had a joke about this was when it was uh, when it was hot, uh, Queer Eye, right. Mm -hmm. And I wrote a joke about how I was like, Oh, yeah, like the only person like that's doing things is the guy remodeling the home that Kamano, the, the personal guy, yeah. and the chef, they're not doing shit. Like, I was talking about how useless those two guys are. 
And then I swear to God, bro, I was, this was like 2019 and I was like going to op all these open mics within that week. I heard two, three other comedians that had like a similar premise. Ugh. And I was like, you know what? And, and not, it's not that they're stealing my joke. It's right. just like, Oh, everyone is thinking of the same thing, right. you know? And there's, that's why like, uh, Especially, especially with uh, uh, like in the black comedy circuit, I've noticed this. Like a lot of black comics, they a lot of them have the same premise. You know, oh, yeah, like yeah. like they all have the same premise. What I've kind of respected out of it uh, or learned from the black comedy circuit is a lot of the times they have the same premise, but their punchlines are so original. Mm -hmm. It's it, it's absolutely hilarious, and they're so care. You know, a lot more time, more energy, more charisma. But yeah. a lot of like, if you go, like, you'll see the same premise, which is like, you know, uh, old rap and new rap. Uh, am I gay? <laughs> it's always something about <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, am I gay or uh, white people are like this, black people are like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, certain you know tropes about it but like mm -hmm. so so what you were just saying to i guess like a better way to answer like how do i navigate with hack and originality i guess for me is try to keep my stories as personal as possible uh how do i feel like what's my exact point of view rather than search like obviously make it funny but also have a healthy balance of like what am i trying to say here and is it original is it like the, a different thought than the other comedians i've had and lastly, try to, you know, just be in the scene, be in the circuit, go, you know, yeah. especially with the bigger comedians that you see, I think they, they're so used to performing at their own shows. They're not like at the comedy store that they could go and see other comedians like, oh, they have the same joke as I thought of, right. or, oh, this comedian has, you know, we, you want to like stay in the loop. I think that's the best way to have originality. One of my favorite stories, Dave Attell, he's one of my favorite comedians. Dave Attell will like write jokes and literally call other comedians and go, Hey, does any other, does any other comedian has a joke about owls or something like that? <laughs> yeah. Like he's so uh, prolific in that manner. I love that. Yeah. I, like it's, um, originality and, 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 on, and honesty about, you know, oneself. Uh, I hate saying that, but that sounded so fucking stupid, but <laughs> I, I, I love, I, I, I love, I love, I love that because, you know, yeah, you're right. When you, when you do see someone else doing a similar premise or doing a similar style joke, you kind of have to reassess how you can, you can do, there's two things, either drop it or reassess how you can put your own mark on it. Uh, as you said, what a black comedians have done before, and you know, I it's all it happens all the time. I you know, none of us are thinking of the most unique things in the world. We're all going to have jokes about queer eyes, and sometimes we can work past it. Sometimes we can't. Um, I like I I write down sketch ideas all the time in case SNL ever wants to give me a call. Lauren, I'm right here. Or Tina, who yeah. cares? Yeah. Uh, and I sometimes I have great ideas. I have like Miss Piggy OnlyFans. I think that's a very funny idea. <laughs> Uh, and then that's other a great idea. Thank you. Yes. And then other times I have uh, uh, other ideas where I've written I've written them down a year ago and then uh, I've never told anybody anything. And then SNL does a sketch and you just you just can't take it personally at that point. You know, mm -hmm. you just have to go, OK, that person had a similar wavelength to me. Uh, maybe I can make it better. Maybe I can't. But, you know, you you, you reassess, you move on. And uh, that that's very important in terms of comedy and and comedy is always evolving, always building, and you just have to be able to evolve with it. That, that's why some comedians just aren't able to uh, 
grow past their audiences, like some some bigger ones uh, who have podcasts and only perform in Ohio at some places, and then yeah. other ones who, uh, uh, you know, like like Joe Coy for the uh, Golden Globes, he he yeah. could have come. He did. I think he did a good job. He could have done better. And yeah. Not thrown his writers under the bus, but. Uh, what he should have done when he came out was said, hey, I'm Joe Coy. None of you know who I am. And right. now I'm going to do some jokes. And then that would have taken the tension and the pressure off of all of that. Yeah. If, with the Joe Coy, if he started off with like just did a bunch of jokes of how nobody knows who I am, mm -hmm. that wouldn't have been great. And then like you could tell like one of my like he was actually doing well up top. Like he was like yeah. a bit nervous, but he's like, OK, he's getting laughs. He's getting laughs. Getting laughs. Mm -hmm. Barbie joke. Boom. <laughs> yeah. And then he started bombing and then it got in his head. And that's yeah. when it started all the, the nervous energy started coming out. And then like uh, it was Robert De Niro that's like trying to help him out because he's yeah. like he's a veteran, you know, like he's done some stand up. So he's in there like trying to laugh and trying to help this guy out. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. That one is uh, because as a stand up comedian, I'm like, I wanted him to do well. So especially oh, yeah. a Filipino, too. I'm just yes. like. If you're not white or it's but even black, even black comics up there, it's like, dude, they rarely have like a minority hosting the yes. Golden Globes or just any of them. So, yeah. I, when... And I didn't like what uh, Kevin Hart, he was like, I would never host because it's not a safe place for comedians anymore. I'm like, all right, calm down. Yeah, like, that's, so, that's so dumb. I uh, Well, I don't like it when older comedians say that because like when they say, oh, it's not a safe space it's like dude you only perform for your crowd and it's like on one hand it's like i understand because you're so famous like you don't you don't know what it's like anymore to perform in front of a room of people that have no idea who you are exactly and you have to like earn their trust and earn their like life and so the reward is usually greater you know mm -hmm. Uh, but to sit there and say like, oh, comedy's not a safe space in the Golden Globe. It's like, bro, it's just a hell gig. Just say it's a hell gig, and yeah. you could, you know, you could <laughs> take the five hundred thousand dollars and just, and then yeah, you're getting, you're getting, they get half a million. I believe Gerard Carmichael said last year that he was paid five hundred thousand. Yeah, dude, he bought. Yeah, you you think so? Because because that, that's oh. when he sat down on the uh, on the edge of the stairs and he yeah. was like, they hired me because I'm black, you know. <laughs> he was trying to. I mean, yeah, but like, it was just so like very uh, conversational. It felt like mm -hmm. one long voicemail, but that's just yes. my. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah, I remember watching it and and like having a <laughs> smile because I am a fan of Gerard and just going, yeah. this is this is funny, right? And then uh, when I, I was reading something. Uh, about uh, uh, Mulaney, he did the Governor's Awards, yeah, and, uh, and they referenced the Joe Coy thing, but then they also referenced Gerard's, and then I had to look back and go, was it funny to me, like at all? You know, it's yeah, it wasn't, it was not funny whatsoever, and it's like, yeah, and then he was talking about how great he was. It was just like not his thing. It's like if I don't know, I know, again, I'm sitting here in the back like critiquing. Again, I'm just, I'm a college guy. <laughs> I'm out here doing college gigs, you know, I'm wearing their shirt because I have, <laughs> because I'm like, oh, I didn't pack it up. So I'm like, all right, give me the free t-shirts, dude. <laughs> oh my God. So like, I'm, bro, if I sat there, if I got there, I uh, got up there, you know, who knows? The only thing I would do that'd be controversial is like, you know, I on Amy Schumer and Sarah Silverman, like, I know what you said about us Arabs, but that's pretty yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, that's, that's pretty it. much. 
yeah yeah that's pretty much the only like controversial thing if i would if i was up on stage but like on that room but it's like it is a hell gig like everyone's mm -hmm. drinking there i think and it's like it's these celebrities who are it's like you know when you do like a an open mic of all jaded comedians like that's how it's yes. like that but like worse you know they're all just like analyzing you i think that's the best way to put it but I, yeah also uh, oh go ahead well i was going to tell you i did uh i i used i i wanted to try my hand to stand up uh years ago i don't do that anymore but i did an open mic uh here in atlanta uh in a, in a city that's to the east called decatur and i went to just a, a pizza restaurant and they had <laughs> they had the open mic in the back and the entire audience was let's say there was 12 people there 11 of those people were all performing in the open mic yeah. and they were all and and 10 of those people were friends and i was the outlier and it was just a bunch of mad people going up there telling jokes to each other and some people laughing some people not most of the time not just it just it was just the it was it was speaking of hell gigs very bad yeah me. yeah no i i did what you just said like took me back because i've done so many open mics i mean i still go to a good amount but usually the ones i do know but like especially in new york i heard the open mic scene in new york is way harder than the one like the open mic scene in la at, at least it's a bit more supportive or like yeah. you could at least perform in front of some audience members but yeah chad if we're ever in the same city and you think you have a good five minutes i'll throw you up on stage how about oh, <laughs> performing in front great. of a real crowd that will actually pay attention but they're gonna expect you to be good so you gotta like the pressure it's a lot more pressure the only thing beautiful about those jaded shitty open mics it's like there's there's no pressure there's right, no yeah, pressure yeah. be funny yeah. whatsoever yeah you can say whatever uh, you want exactly exactly but yeah thank you again also i wanted to say thank you so much for watching like the screening of my special i know i know you saw one of the older drafts but like i should be getting an updated draft soon i'm adding uh i'm actually adding like a little mini sketch like less than a minute uh, okay. with my that I shot with my friends and then I also added uh I was in Dallas and my director Dawood's also in Dallas so he, I had him come over to my place and we did like a small little like interview with me and my brothers so we talked about like the goat joke like a cool little mm. behind the scenes thing while we're like while we're running credits it's just like mm. talking with my brothers stuff like that I think it'd be cool yeah. I like I like extra stuff in specials I think yeah that, yeah you know that really goes to show like who you are as a comedian and and like really opening up people to to your lifestyles it's you know you, you can either you can either just do the jokes and just uh and let that live or you can you know bring some breath into it some life and and you know going that route is a, a very smart and fantastic move especially for this being this is your first special yeah yeah this is my first special Amazing. the reason why i called it special not special <laughs> was uh, I guess it's like it, it kind of like winks at who I am as a person. I'm very like, like, I don't want to say uh, like, I don't like being all this like, oh, I'm flying. This is my first special. Like, you know, uh, you know, it should be on Netflix. You should be on all. I'm literally like, hey, guys, like the way I want to present it is like, hey, guys, here is this like, you know, about hour of ish of material that I've been using. I want to start writing new material. This is the name of the game. So I'm just going to put out this content. So I did like a little mini sketch, like, you know, of me. Like I even talk about it too. Like with the sketch that I bring it up, it's like the intro to the, to the, um, to the, uh, 
uh, to the special, to the actual hour. And basically it's just like me on my laptop with my friends. And then like, they're like, oh, you want to hang out? I was like, oh, I'm about to go record this hour. And they go, oh, you're recording a special. I'm like, ah, it's not really a special. I'm just like an hour. I'm just putting on YouTube. It's whatever. And he's just like, is it an hour? I was like, yeah. He's like, are you taping? I was like, yeah. He's like, that's a special. I was just like, it's not a special. So then it's like my friends, all like other friends, like you're a special guy, right? Mm -hmm. So, and then he just starts choking me. He's like, you need to be proud of yourself. You need to love yourself more. <laughs> like, you need to start taking care of your And then so it's just like very like silly, but it's just like, I, yeah, I, I wrote it, you know, it's just, it's, it's a special, but it's not like, it's just me saying it's not really a special, <laughs> like putting myself down, I guess, yeah. but you are right. It is a special. It's my first hour. I'm putting it out on YouTube. Um, it's, I'm excited because it's like my first body of work mm -hmm. that I'm putting out because yeah. late, like growing up as a, as a, as like just a huge comedy fan, Back then, it was albums that we all know and love. Like yeah. me, oh my god! Like I, uh, Nate Bargatze yelled at by a clown. Mm -hmm. uh, 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 John Mulaney, the top part. Like everyone remembers all of their specials. I remember their albums. Uh, Hannibal Burris, my name is Hannibal. Yes, I'm. A, I was a huge fan of just out al comedy albums, but yeah. now no one really listens to comedy albums anymore. So they'll watch you. Like so, I'll put out a YouTube special. And then I'll put all these uh, like short versions or short clips on Instagram so it could promote the or Instagram, TikTok on social media yeah. so it could promote. Because nowadays to build your name, you have to create long form content and then build, bite it size into short form content. Right. Uh, one comedian that I admire so much, I even DM'd him. He hasn't responded yet. <laughs> <laughs> His name is uh, Josh Johnson. Yeah. Oh, I know man. Josh. I've talked to him twice. Yeah. Oh, you've spoken. Oh man, yeah. I'm just dude. I admire him so much as a comedian because within 2023, I think he mentioned this on a post. I think he put out like almost seven hours of material. Yeah. Yeah. Puts Sounds out like so it. he just constantly writes and puts out original good joke writing, good material. Him and Fahim Anwar, those are like the two comedians no, I admire yeah. so much because like they. I mean, they'll put out some, I mean, Fahim uh, and Josh, I, I don't know about Josh. I haven't seen it yet, but they'll put out some crowd work material, but like there's two types of comics and it's like, I'm trying to ha be the happy medium too, because mm -hmm. I'm not bad at crowd work. Like I could do it. You know, I'm not, I'm not the worst at it. So, so I'll put out, uh, so I'll, I'll drop some crowd work material, but personally, like I, I hopefully I could get past at the comedy store or get past at the comedy seller. That way I could have like, you know, like the fact that a lot of these comedians are able to put out like Josh Johnson, he's at the comedy seller. They have a good camera angle and he yeah. has this amazing audience. So he has these opportunities to just put out like, all these jokes that he's writing also with a good crowd. So if it, a receptive crowd, you know, mm -hmm. meanwhile, for me, it's like, I'm not on, I'm not in front of a full receptive audience all the time. So I am. And, and plus I'm not as a, a good enough joke writer as Josh. Like if I'm writing my joke, I got to run that through the, <laughs> through the mill a couple more times, <laughs> but like, he's, I don't know. Him and Fahim are like, those two are like the comics I admire so much as in like, they there's there's just they're they're such prolific joke writers him yeah. mark norman samurai of course but yeah. those two i look up to a lot because they're both minorities and they're both like you know they both have a really good uh unique voice
That yeah, that's very important, especially naming naming those two uh, minority comedians. He, Josh is he's he's a very smart guy, and uh, and it's it is it's kind of heartwarming that you like somebody who is around your same age. You know, you could you could just as easily go, oh, I like you know Conan or uh, whomever, who, whatever other comedian is at the top top of the ranks, but. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a fantastic writer, and I'm sure he'll respond to you. You just have to um, <laughs> when it, you have to, you know. I I I'm I'm doing my best to try to to try to talk to this Peloton instructor, and she. <laughs> this is so stupid, but she. No, I feel you though. I know what you mean, but you gotta shoot your shot. Dog. Exactly, that's what I try to do. She looked at two of my messages, um, and I looked at and I responded. But yeah. yeah, I find the best thing to do is to respond to a story that they just posted. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, well, the I only DM'd them once, but it was a super long DM. I'm just, it wasn't like, oh, I love you, whatever. It was, yeah. but it was also like, like I'm asking him all these specific questions about joke writing. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, do you do your morning pages? And like, how many, how do you know that joke is ready before you post it? Cause you write, but like all that stuff. Cause what made me like so like uh, I admired him was like his Lizzo joke. When we were earlier in this interview, we were just talking about like certain hacky premises or hack or hacky punchlines. Hacky premises, not really because uh, like, you know, it's a premise. Everyone can have the same premise, but like, like when Lizzo got in trouble with Bananagate, mm -hmm. right? And um, and every every comics punchline was her be about her being fat, you know? Oh, a fat pop star making fun of fat dance. That was all like their, that was their takes. But with Josh, Josh Johnson's take, it was like uh, Lizzo is in trouble, you know, like she, the reason why she's in trouble is because she's comes out in public saying that, you know, she's a good person and she's pro uh, body, but I'm going to tell you, but it just goes to, it's a teaching moment because for me, Josh Johnson, the comedian, I'll tell you now, I'm not a good person. I have my moments. I have my public freakouts. I'm going to go ahead and say this now before anyone tries to sue me. Uh -huh. And that made me laugh so hard because it was like, he didn't take that angle, you know? And then even, and he made fun of Lizzo again. He was like, is Lizzo innocent? Maybe, but I will say it's not a good look that you hired Bill Cosby's lawyer. And that like got a huge applause break and laughter. But I was like, dude, like that's what made me admire him so much. I was like, here, cause I still remember, imagine you see your feed of the same punchline, Lizzo, oh, she's fat or oh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, Josh has this, has this specific punchline about, um, about like you know about her personality rather than her appearance and her i was like too. this guy's a great comedian <laughs> <laughs> now uh Ahmed, i have i have one last question for you uh you, and you you touched on it already uh with the the posting of uh crowd work to tiktok and instagram and all the social media stuff i'm not i'm very i'm very vocal i'm not a huge fan of social media but you guys you all need it to work and you have a really good following uh, a lot of great followers and and you do have a lot of clips up there you post regularly and your YouTube uh, is working as well. Um, how, how has that been, you know, having to be so active and proactive with the posting and everything and, and choosing what clips work when and where and what times and oh my how, God, how is that? That is, that, that, is, <laughs> that is every comedian that's like, oh, it's the name of the game, man. It is, I will say like, I agree with you that you hate social media because even though it has given me 
so much opportunities, especially as a Yemeni American comedian. Cause like, dude, how, like there were, if, if we were in the back, back times, like before social media times, mm -hmm. they would have never given me a chance. They just right. would have been like, so are you like Indian? I'm like, no, I'm Yemeni. They're like, what's that? Like they, the gatekeepers yeah. would have never given me a chance. The fact that I could go to Minneapolis, it was too early. So I couldn't book a club. So I just go, fuck it. I, I put, I, I rented this Phoenix theater in uptown for 350 bucks. I just, Oh, I just set up an event, bright. Here you go. And I put it on my own social media and I was able to produce this own show. So that's, what's beautiful about social media where I could get my name out there. But the problem is it's like, I got to be consistent mm -hmm. and there's always, you, you always got to post content, but then it's like, you got to have this healthy balance between quality over quantity. Right. And that's why the crowd work has been pushing so much because it's a way for you to like post content without posting the same jokes, oh, you know, because like I could post the same jokes, but it has to be like within six months, at least six months apart. Like mm -hmm. I'll post like, you know, I'll post a joke, wait six months and I'll post a different version of the joke or whatever. Yeah. But it's like it's that's just with stand up content. And then fortunately for me, I do a lot of sketch but if I keep posting all these sketches, then people think I'm only known for sketch comedy rather than stand up. Yeah. So that's another hurdle I got to like go through. Ugh. So that's why I try to have a healthy balance between sketch comedy and stand up content, stuff like that. Um, in regards to like when to post and like how often, like, I mean, I guess like my, my rule of thumb is just pick one time. So for me, it's noon PST. I will, I will just schedule my content out. I will post every day or I try to post every day yeah. from at noon PST. I will do three to five hashtags, try to make a niche hashtags. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I did a anime sketch recently. So I instead of just put, Oh, you saw that? Yeah. 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 Do you watch anime? Do you know? Yeah, I, I do. I do watch anime. Yeah. yeah, but I'm so, not, yeah. I only, only dub. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a loser in the fact hey, that I'm, I'm a dub. No, no, no. You're not a loser. Hey, okay. yo, don't get caught up with this whole sub dub. Those are only nerdy okay. anime fans. Listen, you, people like you and I, we watch anime because it's a good show. Yes. If it's a good show and it's good, it is just, it is just as uh, um, special as the other animes. But anyways, um, but like I, I I put that out and I'll put like the specific name of the character, specific name of the show. So like try to be as niche as possible rather than just put sketch comedy, funny, viral. Don't do that. Yeah. You know, that's that's some like a tip. Um, And also, dude, uh, Chad, like it. I mean, I've been posting content like consistently since January of 2021 or like so. Yeah, every single day. And. I've learned I had there's it's so much mental health growth growth yeah. that I had to go through from negative comments to almost like, you know, people getting offended and attacking me over mm -hmm. like a joke that was misconstrued because, uh, you know, they're not American. They're not English. They're they're like non-English speakers, so they can't understand satire as well as other English speakers. So they think I'm being offensive because they can't understand the subtext yeah. uh, all the way to you know, the whole, uh, most of the internet calling me gay <laughs> or thinking I'm gay or, or like, 
you know, and I've noticed this with other minority pages where it's like, like sometimes like I'll see like a, like I have a black comedian, but a friend, but he's white sounding. So mm -hmm. like some black people would be like, you're not one of us. Like kind of like that kind of, and the same thing yeah. with me, like some yet uh, Arabs would be like, you're not one of us. There's, you know, this whole uh, tribal mentality that yeah. comes out of nowhere. And you're like, okay, that you're judging this based off a 30 second video. So it's like all these like, things that i had to like grow of like it kind of you kind of like become you you kind of grow as a person mm -hmm. rather it's either you grow out of it or it'll let it destroy you yeah so that's something um that i've been learning but i you know it's a new year i did take a break from like posting like constant every day but okay. now i'm like okay i was like you know what i have enough stand-up content i'm gonna start like Posting, I, I set up my own schedule that I'm going to try to follow. So I'd be like, okay, Monday and Friday, stand up content. Tuesday, Thursday, sketch stuff. And then Wednesday's podcast stuff. And then Saturday, I'll just post a photo of a flyer or whatever. And I'll yeah. try to keep that going because it's the name of the game, Chad. You got to stay consistent because mm -hmm. that's the way you grow. And try not to like, and I'm telling myself this, try not to get caught up with the algorithm. I mean, like, Bro, exactly a year ago, I was posting a series with my old roommate, Ryan. We were getting a million views, like average. And now I'm lucky if I get a viral video, yeah. which is fine. And it's like, hey, this is just the name of the game. People, it doesn't mean people are still discovering you, you mm -hmm. know, people are still discovering you. People are still fans of you. So, yeah. 100%. Dude, Ahmed, this is like, you You got great energy. This has been Oh, thank fantastic. you, man. I appreciate you. No, yeah, you man. You have great energy, too. You're in New York, yeah? No, Atlanta. You're in Atlanta? Okay. Yeah. Well, if I'm ever in Atlanta, dude, I will hit you up or vice versa. Wolf, I'm going to get your Instagram. Let's go crab coffee and geek out over comedy. So, oh, yeah, let yeah, me know. Yeah, yeah, and anime. Dubbed anime as well. Oh, dude. Oh, yes. yeah, dude. We're yeah. definitely going to talk about Assassination Classroom. <laughs> The assassination class. I actually, heard, I'm gonna add that to my list. That's a that's that. a good one. It's very it's very sexual, but it's it's a good one. Dude, that's all animes though, bro. It gets weirdly sexual, but you're like, yeah. but the story is great. Like, have you seen uh, Jobless Reincarnation? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like it. The story is amazing, but like, gosh, it gets so weirdly sexual. Yeah, yeah. You're like, it's cringy sexual. Can't hey. can't talk about it too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't. Yeah, you don't want to talk about it too much. And then or then we'll you and I will end up on a list. Uh, <laughs> anyways but dude chad thank you so much for having yeah. me and thank you so much for like interviewing me and getting my name out there because again it's like i'm just trying to get my name out there as a comic yeah you're very welcome and uh and i'll send this to you as soon as i'm uh it's, it's done okay i appreciate it we'll keep in touch okay yes sir all right have a good one have a good one brother take care bye